Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. The Relatable Voice is happy to welcome Peter Hart. Peter is talking to us directly from Seattle. So, Peter, welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast. Hi, Lucia. Happy to be here. I'm super happy to talk to you, Peter. And you are also a, an author, and I would like to know you a little bit better. So, can you tell us about you? Sure. Yeah, I have a family. We live here in the Seattle area, actually Arlington, Washington. And uh, it's a suburb of Seattle, just north. So we, we operate two businesses, and, and I uh, became a, a writer kind of late in life. I've, I've done a lot of writing, but it was technical writing. Uh, writing for websites, I've probably written all the content for maybe a dozen websites, all the product uh, data, sales literature, just everything. But I never wrote a novel. And, and so it's kind of funny because I thought, uh, you know, I could write, uh, but didn't have a story. So I, I found out the hard way that when I sat down to actually write a story, I, I, I didn't know how to write. But I had a story, which surprised me. So uh, if I have a, a talent, it's, it's just that, that I actually have a, a, a natural gift for writing stories. And, and I've had to learn to write, how to write a novel. That was good that you started writing. So now we are talking here. And you just published a book called The Rings of Rissarum. So can you please tell us the origin of this name? Uh, that's kind of amusing too. Because uh, I was one, one morning, I, was, uh, I write in the morning. So one morning I'm sitting, uh, you know, writing this book, and I, I got to come up with a name for this thing, right? Mm -hmm. And and I'm looking around the room, and and I see a bag of uh, rice, and uh, I remember seeing a, a box of cereal, and different things in the room, and I'm thinking, yeah, that none of this works. You can't name it, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, rice. <laughs> so uh, so. So I, I start looking at the books in the room, and there's a thesaurus, a thesaurus. And, and I, I thought, I start thinking, well, you know, if you take the T off the front and put an N on, you know, put an put a H there and put an N on the end, you've got Hesseron. That's how it came about. I just um, uh, modified the word thesaurus. When I heard the title of your book, it sounded very familiar. And Peter, what is your book genre? Well, it's uh, fantasy science fiction. Yeah. Ah, interesting. So both together. So how did you come up with the idea of writing about science fiction? Well, my daughter, my, at the time she was in seventh grade, and she got a assignment to write a, she had a writing homework assignment. 
And so my wife asked me to help her with it. And we sat down and we decided on a Supergirl uh, genre, you know, story with, uh, with Magic Ring. And uh, she, she did the work. She got a good grade on her assignment. And, and that was it, right? No, I couldn't leave it alone. I, I wanted to do it my way. And so I started writing, rewriting the story my way. And, and before I knew it, I had 750 pages. Wow. And, and uh, 150,000 words. Uh, and I never writing a novel before. I had, I had no idea how many words it took to do it, um, uh, how many pages uh, really I should do. It just, it just kind of happened. So uh, uh, the good news is, is uh, it takes about 500 pages. The first book is 500 pages. It, it took about 130,000 words to do that, so I had a good start on the second book. Right now, I'm uh, uh, three-quarters, uh, seven-eighths of the way through uh, the second book, and I've already got a start on the third book. It'll eventually be a series of four books. Okay, will be a series. And I read a review about your book, and it says, The Rings of Resorum by Peter Herrett left me on the edge of my seat and flipping the pages throughout the whole book. So Peter, how do you feel when you read an amazing review like this? Oh, it's really rewarding. Um, and the flip side of that is, is uh, when, you know, I got a review yesterday where somebody um, criticized the writing and you, know, you take that hard too. So there's, there's a reward when you see a good review. And, well, I take, the, I take it hard. It was a four-star review, but that's like the first one I got. And, and so uh, I think I have currently, you know, it's just the, the book has been released only for about a month. And, and it has, on Amazon, it has uh, 27 reviews currently. And, and, and they're all five-star reviews, with, with the exception of the last one, which was four stars. So that was disappointing. But I don't really believe the person read the book because they were saying some things that just weren't true. So, but still, like I say, it, it's very rewarding to see a good review. And, and uh, just like, uh, you know, uh, writing is like an art. If you're a sculptor or a painter, um, you're going to love the good reviews, and, and one, one that, that's not so flattering comes along, you're gonna, it's going to cut you to the heart, because <laughs> you're proud of your work. You know? Yeah, I understand you completely, but don't feel demotivated. And sometimes talking to some authors, they, they have the same complaint. They say, oh, that person, I'm sure she didn't or he didn't write, uh, read my book. And as you told me, you have like 27 very good reviews. And for you, how do you feel after reading feedback from your readers? Do you already feel successful? Yeah, everybody's going to get good reviews and, and not-so-flattering reviews. Uh, so standing back and, and looking at your work when it's done, that's, that's the real reward, at least, at least for me. And also, uh, you know, gaining the skill. Uh, I've, I've gained a new skill in the last two years of writing, 
and uh, it's rewarding. Yes, it's rewarding. And like holding the book you produced in your hands for the first time gives an enormous sense of accomplishment. And Peter, how do you research for your books? I'm different than most. I, I just literally sat down and, and started writing. And most writers plot everything out and make an outline, and they know where they're going in the story. I didn't do that. I just started writing and, and developing the characters and, and then fit them into a plot. And yet I ended up with a, a very strong plot, which, if, if anything, surprised me about uh, uh, learning how to write a novel, it was that. Um, everybody scratches their head when I say, when we talk about the plot and, and, and planning a novel out, plotting it out, uh, and I say, I, I didn't do that. I just started writing. They scratch your head and give you a funny look. Wow. So, uh, that, you know, everybody's different, but that's how I write. I just uh, sit down and, 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 um, and it just happens. And you don't experience writer's block? Never, no. Never. If any, anything, I can go on too long. And I, I know a lot of writers, in speaking to other writers, they tell me, they have problems with, uh, you know, the the uh, dialogue, the content that, that's not dialogue. I'm sorry, uh, and, and I don't have that problem. I could I could write all day and have two people never say a word to one another, and and it's just there. That's incredible. I always have writer's blog, and I just have to stop and make some exercise, and then start again. And Peter, tell our listeners what makes your book worth reading. I think it's because it's fresh. And, and in the whole genre of uh, science fiction, uh, it turns some people off because uh, it can be technical. Uh, and uh, a lot of science fiction books are all about the technology, about one space a fleet of spaceships facing off against another one, and armies facing off one another against one another, and then blasting each other off, you know, out of space. And and my book is not like that. It's really all about the people, about the characters. Like I mentioned, uh, I develop the character first, and then fit him into the in, into the storyline. And I think that makes it different. I think it's fresh. Yeah, and I see that it's a fast-paced suspense and time travel fantasy, and it, it must be very interesting. And how long did it take to you to write this book? Yeah, it ended up being almost a book and a half, so it took me two years. And when are you planning to publish the second one? Um, my goal is to get it out this summer. Mm -hmm. uh, I currently have, I need about 100,000 words. And I've got um, 85, so I'm, I'm getting close. Uh, Peter, you are very close. And I'm curious to know, how was your daughter's opinion about your book and also your wife's? I, you know, I don't think that my daughter... My daughter is named Valerie, and she's uh, 14. She's got other things on her mind than her dad's off writing. <laughs> uh, um, but my wife thinks I'm a genius, and I keep trying to correct her, but she won't believe it. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, my wife likes my writing. Of course, you know she's she's not fourteen, and so she's got she's a little more grounded. Uh, but uh, Valerie, uh, the main character in the in the story, by the way, is named Valerie. My daughter's name is Valerie, and and so was my mother. So it just seemed natural to. To, to name the main character Valerie, and uh, and so that's what happened. And can you tell us a little bit about the rings? What are the rings of Hesaron? The rings of Hesaron are are five sentient uh, uh, machines, mechanoids. I call them in the book, and. Uh, they are on a devastated planet, and and the enemy, uh, the the Boeki is a race, a ruthless race that that uh, uh, harvests planets for their assets, regardless of whether there's life there or not. And these uh, five rings, uh, living rings, machines, but they're living. Um, they uh, hide themselves from the uh, harvesters and so they remain on this planet afterwards it's a binary star system actually kepler 47c and uh, and we refer to that as hesaron in the book and and so the uh these rings want to put a stop to it to the to the boeki harvesting entire solar systems regardless of life. And, and so they need a vassal. And they, they find what they're looking for on Earth in a four-year-old girl. So the, the story is really about, you know, it's a coming-of-age story about this uh, four-year-old girl who, who the uh, rings of Hesaron, the preservers, as they call themselves, uh, they attach themselves to her and, and then she grows up, and, and uh, the rings cause her to live for thousands of years. And uh, but there, Earth and its allies are losing the battle uh, with the Boeki, so she she hides in the past, uh, and and she transports herself back to Earth, uh, 2431 BCE. And, and, and so she creates a time loop in doing so. So the story really is about the time loop. That sounds interesting. So the girl is not going to the future. I thought she was going to the future, but she's going to the past. In the first book, yeah. She, she, um, uh, it's about the old woman. Uh, it begins with her being an old woman and, and, and transporting herself and her, and her ship back into the past, Earth's past to hide from the future where she knows she's doomed. And then so she lives out her life in the past and then is reborn in our day, in the present time, and then relives, or doesn't relive, she's just reborn and, and has to basically meld with her former self and correct the, the errors of the past for, in her new life. And Peter, if you could choose, would you transport yourself to the past or to the future? Uh, 
That's a good question. I never thought of that. But uh, the past in, in this book is very intriguing. Uh, maybe more intriguing than the future because a lot of bad things happen in the future in this story. So uh, I guess maybe I, I like the people in the past. Me too. I think I would prefer to go to the past. Life was simpler, yeah? We had more time with family and to do more things. And after writing uh, your four books of this series, are you going to continue to write? Yeah, well, I think once you, once you start, you can't stop. And that's where I'm at right now. I mean, I, uh, like I said, when this whole thing started, it was a homework assignment. But pretty soon I found myself getting up at 4.30 in the morning and writing, and I couldn't stop. And, and it just, that's just how it um, transpired. And now I, now I write uh, virtually every day, and sometimes on weekends I write all day. Congratulations, you became a writer, because only writers can wake up at 4 a.m. to write. Yeah, I, I've heard other people say the same thing, though, that, that uh, when, we, when we get up in the morning, that we're, we're more creative in the morning. So it works for me. I am the opposite. I'm not creative in the morning. I'm way more productive during the evening and afternoon and evening. Now, my grandfather was a writer. He was a, he was a poet, though, and, and he, he wrote at night. He would, uh, you know, I remember getting up at, you know, because I lived with him for a while as a teenager, and I, and I remember that he would, I'd wake up at uh, two o'clock in the morning and he'd be writing. Well, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I, I need to sleep, I need eight hours of sleep. So, Peter, how can we find you and your book, The Rings of Hesaron? Do you have a website? Do you use Instagram? Um, the first two books are available uh, now on my own website, which is peterherrett.com. That's uh, P-E-T-E-R-H-A-R-R-E-T-T.com. -T -T the book is available in, uh, uh, on Amazon and Kindle, and uh, in paperback and hardback, and uh, in Uh, the Audible version, and uh, those are also available on my website, and, and also Chirp and, and many other uh, venues as well. And, and by the way, recently we just, I can't remember the exact figures, but in, in three different categories, the book is number one on Amazon. In one month, that's, I think that's an achievement. That's impressive, Peter. Congratulations. And I hope you can be successful with the other ones. So all your books will have the same title? Um, yeah, the first book is just book one, The Rings of Hesron. Book two is entitled The, the Ring Bearers. And, I, and frankly, I haven't chosen names for the other following books. <laughs> we'll come up with something. Uh, for the third book, I kind of I kind of like uh, uh, Time Gambit. So, Peter, thank you very much for your time here with us, and I hope our listeners can check your sci-fi thriller 
on your website or Amazon and come back when you publish your second book. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to do that. Uh, we should check back in, in, in after the release of the second book and see how it's doing. Thank you, Peter. Very nice. Thank you, Lucia. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.